Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 60. Okay, so this week I'm doing a read what you got part two. Yes, because you know what? It's really hard sometimes um, when you've purchased books and put books on hold and you've purchased ebooks and you've just got books everywhere all around you. And yet you sometimes kind of sort of don't read them. And so Brazen Babes Reviews and Shades and Pages created Read What You Got. And they're right. We should read what we've got. So this week. I am going to share with you some of the books that I've read that I had. One is an arc. Two are actually part of a trilogy that I bought ooh, about a year ago, but had not read. Um, I got through the first two and we'll be moving on to the third after. But I really enjoyed all three of these. So I wanted to share them with you um, and you know, let you know that you too should read what you've got because past you picked awesome books because past you rocks, right? Just like present you and future you. So whatever past you bought that you have not read is going to be probably awesome, right? Right? Whatever you purchased, in the past, you will enjoy today in the present. So I recommend to you to read what you've got. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to... First thing. Wow. First book I'm going to talk about. Um, I had an advanced reader copy of it. And it just came out on Friday, uh, 2-19-2021. Um, and that is... Trust Falling for You by Cherish Reed. Now, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know, I like Cherish Reed's uh, books. Um, I have enjoyed uh, her two previous. And so when I saw this one, I was like, oh my God, yes, the cover is absolutely adorable. It's an illustrated cover, but it's a really cute one. There's a bear. She mentioned that she created it on Canva and I was like, damn girl, that's, that's impressive. Okay. All right. Yes. So trust falling for you. Now, if you've never read Cherish Reed, um, her books are her, the characters in her books tend to work in academia or not tend to all work in academia. Right. So in this case, we've got two people, two professors, who are at a work retreat. They work at uh, Franklin University. And their university, the humanities department, does a, a work retreat at like a literal, an actual camp. And so we've got Yolanda Watson and Samuel Morris. And these two are very sort of opposite characters, right? Yolanda's often late, but she's very like, um, ooh, what was the word? Gregarious? Would that be the right word? I feel like she's just way more open and fun and friendly. Whereas um, our darling Samuel, Samuel's uptight. Samuel is up, 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 uptight. So of course there's this like clash, right? You've got these two people. They happen to work together. They don't really get along. And... All of a sudden, they're at a work retreat in the goddamn woods. Um, and Yolanda's very much like, I'm a city person. Like, the woods, the forest, the what? Um, so it's a novella. Um, it's, I thought it was really sweet. Uh, do I wish it was longer? Yeah, but that's just because I'm greedy. I always want more. I always want more. Doesn't mean that there necessarily needs to be more. I'm just greedy and I would like more pages. It's it is a problem I have, yes. Um, but no, I really enjoyed um, these two together. I feel like, I mean, because it they work together, you could potentially consider this a workplace romance. 
I also feel like it's kind of a rivals to lovers. Um, they were both up for a grant that Samuel ended up winning. Of course, Yolanda was a bit, you know, a little, a little, a little tight about that. Just a little bit like rude. Um, but I feel like they both have really sort of, um, they have these preconceived sort of notions about each other and being in the woods allows them to really start to get to know each other in a way that I don't think would have been possible on campus just because when they're on campus they're obviously busy running around doing like their work and whatever and so I feel like they're able to really sort of understand each other better uh by being in in the woods um and we start to learn like so much about like why Samuel is uptight and you know um there's I feel like there are some really nice moments of like we can see how Samuel and Yolanda start to realize like like working together really can help both of them and then of course like the romance um so I really I I liked it it's a it's fun. It's lighthearted. I think it's one of those that like, if you're in a bit of a reading slump and you don't want to commit to a really long book, I feel like Trust Falling for You is a really, really good choice because it's not that long. There isn't like crazy high stakes angst that's going to make you like want to die and, you know, start sobbing into a pillow. Nah, nah, girl, nah, girl. It's just two people at a in the woods figuring shit out in the woods while and like they're the dean their boss is you know being hella fucking cheerful which is like funny and also like oh my god sir if you could just dial it down some notches but he not going to so trust falling uh, for you it's available everywhere and i feel like you should just you know i mean you're gonna see the cover think it's absolutely adorbs and they want it as you should as you should um okay so uh the next book in my uh, read what you got uh sort of uh, roundup so i'm pretty sure i've talked about beverly jenkins before that's silly not pretty sure i know for a fact i've talked about beverly jenkins before um her historicals are absolutely incredible if you have not read them please go do so now whether you start with nighthawk whether you start with vivid whether you start with indigo honestly whether you start with the one that literally just came out that i talked about two weeks ago wild rain it don't matter it don't matter pick a book pick any beverly jenkins book okay just pick it just read it do yourself a favor and read it and then go pick another one and another one. Anyway, I had purchased at some point because they were on sale the Destiny um, trilogy, but I had not read them because I I'm dumb. <laughs> um, so I was like, wait a minute. Actually, you know what? Um, I watched her do a keynote on Friday night and was like. I don't know why my brain thought of those books. I was like, I should go buy those. <laughs> and then um, I was like, let me double check that I don't already own them because I have done this before with books where I've been like, I should go buy this. And then I do buy it on, let's say, Kindle and I have it in Apple Books or vice versa. So I checked Apple. I checked my, you know, Kindle app. I didn't see them there. Checked my Google Play app. Didn't see them there. Checked Kobo. Didn't see them there. So I'm, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I own these. And then I checked Apple and Apple was like, boo-boo you bought these they're yours and i was like oh okay well i'm really glad i checked because i would have been like oh look at me buying books in duplicate uh, stupid so since i own them i was like all right i'm gonna start so of course since i have the whole series i was like i'm gonna read in order so the first book is destiny's embrace this is book one um and our main couple mariah cooper and logan yates so this is insta-love, okay? Like, they meet at, like, in seven days, I think, are, like, ready and in love and, you know, get married real quick. Now, it's interesting because 
I feel like whenever I hear the term insta love, I'm kind of like, oh no. But I feel, but I also then read books where like a couple falls in love in a week and I'm, I'm fully on board. And I think when it is written well, I'm fully on board. And I mean, Beverly Jenkins wrote it. So of course it was written well. So I am on board. Um, so Mariah, right. Mariah comes from Philly. She's from Philly. That's where she was born and raised. (laughs) And she goes out to California, uh, because she's basically responding to a housekeeper um ad her aunt was like there's nothing left for you here in philadelphia because there was a guy he was trash and then her mother her mother is terrible so i will say content warnings if you don't really like reading about shit mothers and i mean shit mothers who are you know abusive and garbage uh there's a bit of that in this book unfortunately mariah's mother is the spawn of satan and i was like is bitch should die i didn't like her was not a fan so mariah doesn't have anything left in philadelphia so she goes out west and she's going to be the housekeeper at logan's house because he needs one because he's kind of gross um i thought it was really interesting because i don't recall having recently read um, a hero who was like so clearly a slob but like I feel like I thought it was fascinating in some ways that like Mariah shows up and I mean it makes sense she's there to be the housekeeper but like he was like so <laughs> I'm like is this spoiling it kind of but I'm gonna tell you anyway sorry the bunkhouse basically where he owns a ranch right and where all of the stuff that's stored it had burned down so they've just been storing it all in the house but like as you know these men are wont to do they were just leaving everything everywhere so the house smells and everything's just dirty and grimy everywhere we're just like ew sir why and like logan wasn't poor like logan had money so it was i thought it was really interesting that's like even with money logan was just like ah but like the idea of even getting a housekeeper just seemed like more work than he wanted to commit to so he just like basically lived in filth um and then mariah shows up and it's kind of like dear motherfucking what the sir who lives like this who lives like this so she shows up to be his housekeeper but they fall in love um so weirdly it there's a part of my brain that's also like well this is kind of sort of workplace romance i mean except not really because she's literally like working for him i did the air quotes not that you can see because it's not a video but imagine she's basically working for him for like seven days and then they're in love so you know but technically the romance did start in her place of work so you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's into love and workplace romance kind of you know kind of all together um and mariah is really i think she's a really lovely character she's an example of like um a character that can be really strong even though they've got you know so much you know sort of baggage in their background thanks to her mom being garbage um and Logan, I thought, I mean, aside from the fact that he was a slob, I liked him as a hero in that he um, is kind of like befuddled, like not befuddled. I think he was more like this. She's the housekeeper. And then as other men were like, hello, he was like, oh, wait, what? No, I don't like this. What is this? The rest of you need to stay away from like, you can't. Um, until he, you know, basically like realized how he actually felt. And I was like, hmm, glad you came to your senses, sir. Um, but I did really enjoy, um, what's also really cool is, um, when we see, since I read the second book, I realized that it goes on. There's sort of like, um, Beverly gives us a sort of secondary, like backstory that's also a romance. And that's Logan's stepmother. So Logan um, is not is uh, I mean, he's the oldest. He's got two younger half brothers. But, you know, he 
they don't share the same mother. They just share the same father. Their father has passed and his stepmother, Alonza, sounds like a really awesome and fascinating woman. And his dad's best friend is basically in love with her. So we also get to sort of see like that relationship sort of growing and blossoming um, in this book and in the next book. And, you know, obviously, I believe culminating in the third which I really did also kind of, I do like um, when books can give me sort of like two romances as opposed to just one. Um, I do like that. Um, I'm, oh, I'm always just like, oh, thank you. I mean, technically, ooh, actually, there's another one because Logan's business partner and friend is totally crazy about a woman who owns a diner in the town so we also get to see how that plays out in the background of the main story which in book one is logan and mariah trying to navigate you know what what is going to happen between them um because of course like when she shows up logan's kind of like Ugh, i don't even know if i want a housekeeper but by the end he's like oh girl you're not going nowhere because i'm gonna marry you not just like you're gonna work for me but like we're gonna get married and we gonna have babies and we gonna be a happy family um so i i really like i read that one and i really really did enjoy it so then as soon as i was sent that one i was like well, time to move on to book two destiny's surrender okay so this book starts out with a little like with a bang and when i say a bang friends from the lit first sentences we are we open in a sex scene and i was like oh okay i like it let's see where this is going so in the first book right we we have her do we meet all three brothers in the first book does no one come home or do we just i i don't remember but the middle brother uh andrew we definitely meet him in the first book and in that first book he talks about going up to san francisco um because they live somewhere south of that so they live in between sacramento and san francisco i know nothing about california so that doesn't mean much to me but if it means something to you, I'm glad to to have been of help. So in the first book, we do meet Andrew and he talks about how he's going up to San Francisco because, you know, he's a man who likes to sow his wild oats with women everywhere. And there's, you know, basically he's got a woman in every port kind of thing or place he visits. And there's a woman he's going to go see and she's named. So we hear about Wilhelmina um who everyone calls billy um but i didn't think anything of it in the first book so then book two right i was like oh he's with her so this is so if you read historicals um i mean it's not a premise that is unheard of you know the maid or you know the courtesan and the main hero falling in love so in this case it's the whore and our hero um and i think that i beverly jenkins does a really really good job in that um wilhelmina billy i'm gonna call her billy billy is very clear that this is who she this is her profession and that is how she survived and there isn't there isn't necessarily a like my fair uh, is it my fair lady and like pretty woman like we're gonna like gussy you up and pretend like everyone is clearly aware of her past and she's kind of like this is who i am take it or leave it the decision is yours but who i am is not changing based on how you feel about things which I really, really, really appreciated. So we start off the book, like I said, hot, 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 bitty, 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 hot. Um, and it's very clear when we start the book that Phil, that Billy and Andrew, um, he calls her Mina, um, 
have a very sort of tender relationship considering that technically he's her John and he pays, you know, for uh, the privilege of her company, right? But, you know, as life is wont to do, especially at this time, she does get pregnant and who she, the madam she works for is terrible and that madam has a son who is, ooh, like demon spawn, like, um just absolutely terrible so originally a bargain is struck where she's gonna give them her child but she realizes she can't she realizes uh due to a birthmark who the father is she basically her plan is to drop her son off with his father and you know disappear somewhere back east and never be found that's not how things work out his mom was kind of like, y'all should just get married. I mean, it's a bit more heated than that, but that's basically what happens. And they do. So in this book, we've got marriage of convenience, kind of, sort of. Um, and this book also, this one felt, okay, this one does have like a lot, I feel like more violence. Like the bad guy is really, really bad. Like the bad, the villain, I guess, in the first book mariah's mother she's terrible do not get me wrong like i said didn't like the woman couldn't wait for her to die kind of thing but the villain in book two is like villain villain like i'm out here murdering people villain so i really did not like him um was kind of like oh my goodness um and so we've got mina sorry so billy slash mina (laughs) You're like, you said you were going to call her Billy. I know, but Billy and Andrew sounds weird to me. Or Billy and Drew makes me sad. Just Mina and Drew. Sorry, Mina and Drew. It is what it is. Are this couple who would never have gotten married, probably under normal circumstances, because they would have made the decisions based on, well, you are you know, a whore and I am a lawyer. And so we cannot be together. But circumstances, fate changes. There changes sort of the parameters of that because it becomes about, I need to protect my son and you are his mother. And so it, it, I feel like that allows for him and including his mother to sort of be like, Yes, you're a whore, and normally that would be a no-go, but what's done is done, and we're not about to let, you know, this child not live a terrible life because, just because, which I think is really interesting because a lot of people, um, the as you're reading, you could tell that there are a lot of people who would have let that happen, who have just been like, it don't matter. You are a whore and I am not. And so therefore, child must must suffer. Um, whereas Alonzo's kind of like, that is not what is about to happen here. I was one of grandbabies. This is not. But it's he, he's here. And he and I'm, I, I'm not about to let this happen under my watch. And of course, in this book, we see more of the, you know, the romance between her and her husband's, you know, her dead husband's best friend. Um, and if you're like, oh my god, like the man's been dead like a good like I believe that Andrew was eight or nine when the father passed and he's like thirty one. So it's been some time. This is not like the other man just like horned and no. Mucho time has passed. To the point that the sons are all like mother why why do you keep why do you keep stringing this man along just hurry up and say yes kind of thing um which i i do like uh you're probably all gonna laugh but i do like when we sort of get the 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 back the secondary love story is like a a, a parent and the children are kind of like as opposed to being all like oh, i can't believe you're selling the memory of our papa or our mama with this new person instead are the opposite and are like what took you so long we want you to be happy they love you you love them what are you doing stop being a weirdo go out there and live your life 
take take the joy and the love and make it yours um i like like that um if you know authors you're listening please include more of that you know when you've got older widowed or divorced parents i like it i like i don't i i I get sometimes annoyed when like a fully grown adult child is like oh my parent is moving on like it's one thing if it's like been eight months since the significant other passed or there was a divorce but when it's been like five years or more me don't want to hear it me don't want to hear it shut up I don't care. I don't care if it's, even if you're like, but Esther, it's not realistic. You would actually feel kind of what I don't care. I don't care. I want to see, you know, that grandma, that grandpa finding love in the twilight. Thank you so much. Um. So yeah, book two, I feel like in some ways it's a little bit darker. Like I said, there's murder. Um... But I, I still really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that Mina and Drew have to figure out what really matters, right? Which is their family and like work towards that. Um, one of the things that obviously, not obviously, one of the things that I also really enjoy about um, Beverly Jenkins's books especially her historicals is the amount of history that is included but does it feel like I'm being preached at or is like some weird teach moment it's just so well woven into the story so learning about you know why California has the name that it has um seeing how changes in laws at that time are affecting different groups of people uh andrew is a lawyer andrew is a man of color right his mother is a spanish descent his father is black and at this point in time there's there's starting to be the issues of like judges not seeing cases and whatnot so it's very interesting to be able to see in this fictional form so many different aspects of you know american history which I want more historicals, especially when they are historicals based in the history of, you know, the let's say North America. So Canada, the United States, and Mexico to really include that kind of information. I think that that just adds so much depth um, and weight to the story that I think is so, so fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely like read those two back to back and was like, I mean, I don't know why it took me so long to read these. That was dumb of me. I could have been read these. Um, and here I was. And who knows, maybe I needed to wait. Maybe the universe was like, no, Esther, you need to wait and read these for the perfect time. I don't know. But I do, do know that I really, really enjoyed it. And of course, I'm going to be reading the third book. I mean, uh, A, I own it. So kind of like, do. Um, and B, I mean, the cover for the third book, I think, is a really awesome cover. Because the hero is, he's got a white shirt on. But it's, um, if you look at Roman's covers, it's one of... His white shirt is tucked into his pants, but completely unbuttoned. It's one of those. It's like the shirt is still tucked in, but completely unbuttoned off shoulders, right? There's a jacket that's also off his shoulders, but still on his arms, but off his shoulders. And he is being embraced by obviously the heroine. She's coming up from behind him. She is holding him. She's got one hand kind of on like the one boob, man, peck, whatever the fuck those are called. (laughs) And the other on his arm and is like, kind of like, I'm going to kiss you. That weird, like, you turn back, the other person turns forward kind of thing. But I just love that his shirt is just like completely unbuttoned, but still tucked into his pants. As opposed to just like billowing in the wind or something. No, still tucked in. Just completely, you know, because that's, that's totally normal. 
Um, and there's a boat in the distance because what it says on the very front is she stole his ship and his heart. Yes. So this was about like, basically she's a pirate or something. So I'm very excited to read the last one, which is Destiny's Captive. Um, and I'm curious to see like what happens with the romance between the mom, his mom and, you know, the the old family friend um what happens with logan's friend logan's business partner friend and the woman he is crazy about because you know something something shitty happens to her um her business burns down which sucks in book two so i'm like what happens there um so i'm very very curious uh, but I'm very looking forward to reading Destiny's Captive. Um, and I definitely think that the read what you got challenge is something I'm going to try. Not try. I'm going to keep doing because I have a lot of books, guys. I have so many. And between one clicking and, you know, shipping, whatever, it's really easy to buy more. Um, it's kind of a problem. So I definitely know that I'm, you know, not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, I know that I need to keep focusing on not just all the books that I put on hold at the library, but also the books that I buy. I actually have an advanced reader copy for a book that comes out in March that I haven't started reading yet. Uh, it's Latalia Hibbert. It's Eve Brown's book. I have to read that. So I need to focus on, you know, reading what I own. Um, and I'm really liking, you know, I think that one of the things that I really like about the read what you got is that like, I'll randomly see it and be like, oh yeah, let me go open up a book I own. Not let me go start doing a library search for six titles I don't own and putting all six on hold like a weirdo. Don't let me go and look for what what I've already what I already have and have not read. Because again, as I said earlier, past me, past me made good decisions. Past me was smart. I mean, generally speaking. So let me, you know, treat myself to things I already own. <laughs> Which is so hard because sometimes I'm like, I just want to treat myself to things I don't own. And it's like, boo-boo, but you have books. I mean, guys, I've got so many physical books I have not touched. I think that should be my next, I think, read what you got part three. Actually, I'm putting this out there for accountability reasons. Read what you got part three is going to be physical books. That's right. Books I got to read by hand. Books that I cannot highlight with my finger, which is something I tried to do because I read so much on my phone. I was reading a physical book and I tried to highlight with my finger like a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took me a, it, it, and honestly, it is really sad that I didn't eat, that A, I tried and B, it took me like at least three seconds of not seeing anything highlighted to be like sweetheart this is not your cell phone this is a physical book and you do not have magic magic ink in your fingers you weird doll um it was it's a humbling moment my friends it was a moment where i was like whoa ooh, bad but regardless of that regardless of that uh moment read what you got part three is going to be physical books and and to show y'all i'm serious it's going to be that episode is coming to y'all next month oh maybe i should do read what you got episode every month so that at least once a month i will focus on books that i have actually bought and paid for Oh, I like it. I'm going to do it. Yes. 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 This is my February one. Um, Because I think the first one I did was in January. So technically, this is February. And next will be a March. I like it. Okay. I'm going to pause here. Um, 
And then I'll come back with gratitude, latitude. <laughs> yes, friends, I'll be right back. Well, hello and welcome back. It is now time for gratitude, latitude. Honestly, I don't know why I call it that. I just like how it rhymes. You might be like, Easter, I don't get it. Me neither. Me neither. Okay, so what am I grateful for this week? So the first one's kind of a big one. I'm grateful this week that um, I have not lost power this winter or I'm grateful that I was able to help out by donating to the people affected by this winter storm in Texas. Um, As someone who, born in New York, raised in Toronto, live in New York, uh, winter comes every year. I see snow every year. It is a way of life. And I don't know how I would deal if I was living in a place where the pipes froze and then thawed and then exploded everywhere and everything got flooded and there was no power and there was no food and it was below you know zero because I'm talking in Celsius okay don't get freaked out if you're like Esther I didn't get that cold today I'm talking about Celsius I'm talking about Celsius (laughs) because me and Fahrenheit don't get along um so I feel really grateful that you know I have um all of the essentials that i needed like all of the things that i needed to survive and that i also had enough disposable income that i could donate um there is actually in my bio the very first link is to a google doc that was created with all kinds of links to assistance for uh people who have been affected by this storm there are there's information in there you know for people who need tips but there's also information for those of you who want to donate and who want to help um the cold weather sucks um do i go outside when it's mad cold and go for long walks yes but i do that because i know that i'm going to come home to a place that is heated to a place that has electricity to a place that i know i can eat and warm up and have a hot shower right um, and I cannot imagine um, having to deal with no heat, no water, very little food, and potentially having my entire home, you know, destroyed in a flood. Um, so I'm really thankful that I am in a position where I can help. It's not a huge amount of help, but it is something. Um, and I'm really, really thankful because... The way things are going, um, it feels like weather-related disasters aren't going to decrease. Um, I feel like they're going to increase. And I think that um, we're all going to have to really rethink, you know, our our go bags, our doomsday prepper bags. You might be like, I don't have a doomsday prepper bag. You might want to rethink having one. You might say, I don't have a go bag. You might want to rethink having one. Um, take a bag. Make sure all important documents are in there. So you can take them if you're home and run with them. Change of clothes. Multiple changes of clothes. Some cash. You know, some food. Some, you know, it's it's crazy on one hand. But at the same time, it may be what keeps you alive and safe um, at some point. So better safe than sorry. Um, the second thing that I'm really grateful for this week. So we are all living in the middle of this um, panoramic. It's trash. I don't like it. I hate it. And it's hard. It's hard. You wake up every day um, and not much has changed. Things are still grim. Things are still dire. People are still dying there still aren't many questions. And so I've increasingly relied on social media um, to keep me sort of connected um, to both the people, the friends I know in real life and the friends I've made online. Um, 
both previous to all the craziness and during this craziness. And there is one account that I want to talk about because every time I see a post, I'm just like happy. I will say this a small sort of um uh PSA. This account is going to make you crave dessert. I'm just I'm I'm letting you know right now it's gonna make you crave dessert. That is okay. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying you're gonna want some sweet stuff when you look at this account. Um, but that's all right. That's the small price we pay for the joy that this account brings. You're probably like, are you gonna tell us? So it's called the Infinite Limits of Love. It's run by Nick. Um, she is absolutely wonderful. And what she's done is she pairs romance covers with desserts that are you know similar in color and every time I see them I smile and I feel uh, a moment of, of peace and joy and also you know a little bit of envy because I literally want everything she posts like I want it like there isn't a single one from the very first post um she currently has, wow, can't count, 37. So that's 37 covers with desserts. And I actually, due to this account, um, the last time I was at Trader Joe's, I actually bought, like, cookies. I usually, I'm one of those people that, like, I might buy, like, some random, like, M&Ms at the, the pharmacy or whatever. But, like, I never really go out of my way to buy baked goods. Like, I just don't, I you know, pre, pre the crazy, I would just, you know, take a break at work, go to a coffee shop, get a pastry with, you know, fancy latte. But, like, I don't do that now. And so I kept, like, looking at all of these amazing desserts and wanting something. Um, So I had bought, like, Trader Joe's has these, like, French sweet rolls or whatever there's plain and there's ones with chocolate chips they're both amazing um and i've taken to you know looking at their baked goods i want to try next they have a pancake bread but anyway the infinite limits of love it's just gorgeous romance covers paired with gorgeous desserts um and i am so 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 pleased that she is doing this because it just it's like you don't even know how much you need to see it until you do and then you're just like oh my god um like she did a cover reveal recently her first one she has another one coming up but her first one was love chat and other four-letter words um and it's a cover reveal for anika sharma's book and of the cake first of all the cake looks unfucking real like it looks unreal like it's glowing and i know it's not i don't know if it's really glowing i don't know it's unreal but it's like she's done cover reveals and it's just all of the different kinds of desserts guys like um if you're kind of like oh i don't know why I feel like you should just look at this account and follow this account because, like, you are going to like the romance covers. You're going to get the... She, the first picture is always the cover with the dessert, and the second one is the blurb. So you're going to probably find new books to add to your TBR. Sorry, not sorry. And then you're going to just be seduced by the desserts. Seduced by the desserts. I mean, the one for Neon Gods by Katie Robert has i think it's a macaron or macaroon whatever the fuck you call them and it is mm, yes it is it's a, it's a galaxy macaron and it looks so good then there's um shipped by angie hawkman it's like these uh mermaid cupcakes like they're just my the one that like had me like screaming most recently so, uh, real Jody Slaughter let us know uh, that she has a new book coming out, uh, March 8th, I believe. So very soon, friends, called To Be Alone With You, which has such a fucking gorgeous cover. Like, 
bitch, I screamed. It's like, I think I tweeted to her that it was like a combination of just like peace, love, and hotness. And I want, like, yes. And then Nick pairs it with such a fucking decadent ass cake. And I was just like, holy, oh, and she also paired it with eclairs. I just realized because I hadn't swiped through to the second. Bitch, bitch, I didn't know this. I didn't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The chocolate eclairs and the cake and the cover. No, you have just go follow. Just go follow because fucking it's awesome and it just always every single time i see it it makes me really happy like alicia rise first come first comes like which is uh out i i think it came out last week um she paired it with a mango panna cotta which if you've never had panna cotta please i'm telling you go out there and have panna cotta uh there is a restaurant in toronto an Italian restaurant, Taroni, they no longer do this panna cotta and it hurts my motherfucking soul. But they did a panna cotta with a reduced balsamic glaze. And you're probably thinking balsamic glaze, like balsamic vinegar for salad dressing? Yes. But the way that they did it was... I, to this day, remember that dessert. And I know that I had that, I think, back in 2006 or seven yeah guys yeah like and then they took it away and i think their panna cotta now is with blueberry compote which is that's basic that's how everyone does it which is fine you'll still like it but i'm just saying that reduced balsamic glaze thing that they did was next level was out of this motherfucking world so i'm looking at this mango panna cotta like bitch yes but yeah, that's the second thing I'm grateful for this week. Uh, that was a bit long, but I had to. I had to. Um, the third thing I'm grateful for this week. Um, I like tea. I love coffee, but I also like tea. And a while ago, and by a while ago, I mean back in 2020. I think it was at the beginning of 2020. A coworker mentioned that tailors of I don't know if it's Harrogate, Harrogat. I'm going to say Taylors of Harrogate um, had an awesome black tea. And he talked about how good it was just a really good black tea. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw that they had one called Yorkshire Gold, an orange Pico. The box says a luxury blend of the world's best black teas. I love this shit. I love this shit so fucking much. It is so fucking good. I was for a while there doing about three cups of coffee a day, um, which you might be saying, wow, that's a lot. But to be honest, when I worked in the office, it was probably five. Oops. So three was, you know, cutting down. But I was kind of like, okay, that's a lot of caffeine. Now, it's not like this tea doesn't have caffeine, but it's different. And it is so delicious. So now, I usually, what I've actually been able to cut back to is like a cup of coffee in the morning and a cup of Yorkshire gold in the afternoon. And, oh, mm, mm, friends, it's just, it's fucking it's fucking everything it's fucking everything it's delicious it's smooth it literally is a luxury in my cup it makes me smile it makes me feel good um i bought the 80 tea bag um and i'm i'm making my way through it um and i'm going to have to buy more but that's okay because it's so good. Um, it's so good. There's something I love warm drinks. I really do enjoy warm drinks. I'm the person who in really hot weather, uh, for 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 the Americans, uh 80 degrees plus, and for everyone else, 30 degrees plus, I'm still drinking hot coffee. I really only switch to something iced once we're looking at like 
38 plus in celsius and probably like 100 and change um in fahrenheit that's when i'm like oh okay i guess but ideally i just hot drink kind of gal year round so this tea is just like it's delicious it's delicious with the sort of sweet slightly sweet rolls from trader joe's it's delicious with cookies it is delicious on its own it is banging it is top tier top shelf top everything so yeah those are the three things this week that i'm grateful for um it is not a long weekend this week i'm disappointed we really need to move to a four-day work week three-day weekend i don't see why we can't there is no reason we should be working five days in the goddamn motherfucking bro i don't like it it's garbage it's trash but whatever you're probably like oh no esther um no guys i'm fine i swear i'm uh, i'm probably just gonna go look at more desserts on uh nick's page i will be putting i will be putting the link to her instagram page in the show notes in case you um want to click on that and not like go search on instagram um but yes i want everyone to have a wonderful week um read some books that you got guys how about this read books that you already own and then you know let me know what what you read what you liked maybe what you loved tell me if any of them were five stars or four stars or three stars you know tell me if some of them surprised you with how much you enjoyed them kind of thing um and if they end up not being the bee's knees let me know also let me know also um because yeah reading what we already own is 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 fun it's fun i mean it's hard because you know i i'm one of the first to tell you i got library books out here been like ma'am ma'am if you don't read us we will go away and i'm like who knew um but we also got to give time to the books that we you know spent coin on spent credits on spent money on um so yeah read what you got this week treat yourself to the books you already have and uh drink some tea or coffee or hot chocolate why not let's do it okay thank you everyone and i will talk to y'all next week I like how we said that like a question mark like I'm not gonna be here next week talking to y'all about some romance novel anyway bye